Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. What happens when a popular rock radio DJ retires, sells everything, and with his wife, takes off in an RV to see America? It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Join them each week as they share their experiences while giving you advice and tips along the way. Hi, I'm Jeff. And I'm Patty. This week, we're going to talk about our biggest complaints that we have about traveling in an RV. Yeah, and you probably thought, oh, what we're doing is perfect, no problems or anything. It's the most amazing lifestyle. (laughs) Well, not always. Nothing is perfect, and we have 10 complaints that you may want to listen to. Yeah. Maybe you'll agree with them, maybe you will disagree, maybe you have some complaints that we're not going to touch on. We'd love to hear from you. That's right. All you have to do is put them in the comments below, or you can email them to us and wait till you hear the last one at the end oh yeah oh that's a doozy it's a bonus yeah (laughs) all right let's start with number one i want to talk about the people who cannot figure out how to use a dump station or empty their tanks in a sanitary way you know attaching a sewer hose is easy it's not rocket science make sure your connections are tight you set it up so that the flow goes from the RV into the sewer, you know, via gravity. Yeah. Down from the RV into the sewer. Right. Use a sewer support. They're just a few bucks. Don't let your sewer hose run along the ground, then up to the sewer pipe. Why would you do that? That means you got to lift the sewer hose to empty it, and that increases the risk of a spill. Nobody wants to use the site after you pollute it. And if you do, for God's sakes, clean it up. We just went to use a dump station at a state park. Somebody had spilled human waste and they didn't bother to rinse it down the drain or to clean it up. Yeah, they just left it there. Who does that? I can only imagine that if these people had a home and their toilet overflowed, what would they do? Just leave it? Yeah. I'm just going to leave it. You know, if that's your level of standards, you should not be doing this. So that's number one. We see a lot of people who just can't figure out how to hook up a sewer hose. If you can't do that... You shouldn't be doing this. Well, remember that one RV park we went to? There was sewage around all the sewer pipes. That's right. They kept moving us because we were complaining, and the next one we'd go to had the same thing. And these were the sewer pipes that actually stuck out above the ground by about a foot. Yeah. You really can't reach that with a sewer hose from your RV. That sewer pipe has to be almost flush with the ground. Yeah. But some RV parks keep them really high and that is not sanitary that increases the risk of an accident that should have been in our rv parks category but that's okay we Mm -hmm. still got other things yeah that's true i will get to that yeah that's coming up (laughs) yeah but it's true most of the time it's human error but sometimes it is the park error too yes and the way those sewers is sticking out of the ground right all right that's number one okay number two oh your favorite here patty oh (gasps) fueling up 
at truck stops. Oh, yeah, because we have to go where the trucks go to get our diesel. Mm -hmm. Oh, what a mess. Why are these places, not all of them, but I would say the majority of them. I'd say 99% of them. They're dirty and they're filthy. Yeah. I mean, we advise you to wear gloves due to fuel spills and DEF spills. Don't leave your pump unattended. Watch where you walk so you don't step in grease, oil, or whatever. Plus, move your vehicle when you are done fueling. Go and park it if you have to go inside and buy something. Yeah, it's it's That's interesting. so inconsiderate. Yeah, because a lot of the truckers, and maybe this is a trucking thing and they all do it, but they get their fuel and then they pull up in front of the fuel pumps and park it and go in and buy stuff. Right. So, and, and you're left there fueling up in hopes that they'll come out by the time you're done fueling yeah. up and move their truck. Yeah. In most cases, they're still inside. Well, this last time, in fact, it was yesterday, he was parked there. But we needed def, mm-hmm. so I couldn't move up because my def. But you did. My, you moved up a foot away from him. My fuel tank is towards the front of the RV, mm-hmm. so that was no problem. The tank for the DEF is towards the back. Yeah, and I'm 38 feet long, so I have to move up to the pump to put in the DEF mm-hmm. after I put in the diesel fuel. Right. And if there is a truck that is parked in front of me after he is filled up, it blocks me from putting in the def. I just don't have enough room. Right, but we pulled up just a foot from him, Mm -hmm. and when you pulled out that def Mm -hmm. and that hose, it reached. That hose wasn't going to go anymore. I know. It just reached. (laughs) It just barely reached. It just reached, and we were able to do the def. So by the time we finished that up, and maybe we waited a few more minutes for him to come out, but he had two bags full of stuff. He went shopping in there. He sure did. Yeah. And not only that, but we heard an announcement. One thing that I really liked, and this was a loves, somebody made an announcement you know, number 17, yeah, please. Yeah, pump 17, please move your truck. Right, so because the other driver behind you wants to get back on the blocked, road. Right. So they were watching on the cameras. Yes. Which I thought was really good. Yes. So congratulations to them. Yeah, but she finally said that announcement, like, towards the end. I know. But still, at least she said it. She and finally figured it here's out. Here's the trucker with two bags of groceries. And what are you doing buying your groceries out of Love's? Well, <laughs> I don't know. It might have been just been a whole bunch of stuff. Might not have been groceries. Yeah. Who I know. (laughs) All right. So what's number three? All right. Number three, idiot drivers. Yeah. No. (laughs) I know what you're thinking. There couldn't be any idiot drivers. You know, on the roads and also in the parks, you got to constantly be on guard when you're driving. When you're driving your RV, because this Uh is a big vehicle. It is. It's huge. People will pull in front of you. They'll cut you off. You name it. I mean, it's crazy what we see on the roads. Oh, remember that time... Some ladies was pulling out somewhere and she stopped to pull out and it's like, oh good, she sees us. And then she went. Yeah, right in front right of in us. Right in front of us. I mean, we were coming pretty fast. We had to put the brakes on. I mean. You blew you, that horn like crazy. I know, You just can't believe oh. how dumb people are. I think she thought, oh, wait a minute. I got to get in front of him. I don't want to get behind him, which was really stupid. It didn't matter. It doesn't matter because, you know, it's just a matter of seconds. Yeah. And what are you going to do? Risk your life? I would have plowed right into the side of her. She would have been killed. Yeah. And for 10 seconds? Yeah. She could have waited 10 seconds for yeah. us to pass by right it makes no sense oh my gosh but you see people do it all the time they do and a lot of the freeways now since they've cut back on the cops i mean they're like nascar races yeah people blowing by you 100 miles an hour i mean it's crazy out yeah. there 
be as careful as possible. Yeah, get instruction for driving a big rig or pulling a trailer if you're not sure about that. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm -hmm. Definitely get instruction for pulling that trailer or that big rig. Learn how to back it in. Yeah, how to judge tail swing. Yeah. And do this before you have an accident, not after. One thing we see a lot of, we see a lot of dinged up RVs. Yeah. And we also see a lot of trucks with damage to their tailgates and their beds. Yeah. All because they made a mistake. Oh, yeah. And tried to wing it and didn't judge correctly. Mm-hmm. Doesn't hurt to get instructions. That's right. Yeah. Okay, number four now, RV parks. Yeah, don't get us wrong. There are a lot of great RV parks out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, national parks, state parks, regular RV parks owned by major companies, owned by, you know, families. Oh, yeah, we appreciate them. That's we for sure. absolutely do. Oh, yeah. But... We really appreciate them after we visit one that underperforms. Oh, yeah. <laughs> meaning small and tight sites, uneven sites, poor water pressure, poor sewage hookups, roads with potholes and mud and dirt. And these are usually the ones that raise their prices or call themselves a resort. Yeah, you know, such a joke. We're a resort. No, you're not. Gosh, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah, tight sites, uneven sites. Yeah. It doesn't take much to get a bulldozer and even out sites. Yeah. And lay down some rock. It's not yeah. a big expense to do that. Right. But boy, I'll tell you, we've been in some places where it was like, what What are we on the side of a hill here or yeah, what? You know, it's just right. nuts. Or there's a lot of RV parks where there's people that live there for a long time. The so-called permanent residents. Oh my gosh. Yeah, people who have bought or leased a site and then they don't take care of it. Yeah. Or their rig. Right. And it looks rough and, you know, you look at it and it's pretty sketchy, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Now let's get on to number five. Oh, people with pets. Yeah. They should not have them, some people. There are a lot of people that we believe that just should not own pets. Yeah. They don't take care of them. Yeah. They don't pick up after them. I dragged a fresh water hose through some dog poop once, and I was furious. Oh, yeah. Pick up after your pets. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of them, too, they don't take care of them. And you can tell that yeah. some of these pets just don't belong in an you RV. Know, it's sad. It's just not a great home for I've them. I've seen some people walk dogs, and they it's like they're on the walk, mm-hmm. not the dog. So right. they just drag it along with them. You know, they yeah. the dog can't stop and smell, and mm-hmm. they're just dragging it along. It's really sad. It's yeah, like, it is. Yeah. Or, or one time, the one was walking on the street the whole time. It's like, how can the dog go smell and go to the bathroom? Right. Ugh. <laughs> Dogs don't go to the bathroom. Yeah, you know what I mean? (laughs) They relieve themselves. Oh, okay. (laughs) They mark their territory. Right. So there you have number five, people who should not have pets. Mm -hmm. All Um, right, number six. Campsite etiquette. Yeah. 
You know, it's not a hard thing to figure out. You're really not supposed to walk through any camping site. No, you're not. You're supposed to walk around. Right. Because people are doing their thing. That's their private little area. Mm -hmm. Leave them alone. Mm -hmm. Don't walk through this, especially if you're going to the shower and you're half naked. (laughs) No. But remember when we were at Lake Havasu City, we stayed at an RV park on a lake. Right. We had a beautiful site on a lake. Yeah, we paid for it, too. it It wasn't cheap. And... People just kept walking through the front of our site, mm-hmm. right in front of our RV. I mean, like right there. Right. It was making me so where, mad. And where we were sitting. They could have gone around the back. I know. Instead of just, you know, oh, it's easy. I'll just walk right in front of them. No. It's inconsiderate. Come on. Don't be rude. Walk around the back like you're supposed to. Yeah, right. Ugh. And then you got people who blast their music. Mm-hmm. And it's usually the worst music. Yeah. <laughs> or they'll blast their TV. Yeah. You know, remember the guy that uh, was next to us, him and his wife? And oh, they were yeah. they were always drunk by 6 p.m. Oh, yeah. And they, they would had... blast the TV news. Yes, outside, because it was on the outside of their RV. And they were I sitting out there. don't want to hear the news <laughs> yes. on your TV. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and they were so drunk. Yep. <laughs> Also, sites that are littered with junk. Uh It's incredible the amount of people who will show up, you know, unpack everything. And the next thing you know, it looks like a yard sale or something, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's bad. Oh, my gosh, it does. And then how about the people that they leave their lights on all night? Oh, yes. Bright lights. They're outside lights. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh security my lights. Gosh. Yeah. Well, I don't think they're security lights. I think they're like decorative and they maybe they think it looks cool or something. I don't, I don't know. know. But it looks terrible oh. and it disturbs others. Yeah. Turn off the lights. Oh my gosh. Now I remember when we were in Karchner Cavern State Park uh-huh. in Arizona, they told us when we came in, no external lights. Yeah. We like it dark in here yes, at night. Some so the- you can look up and see the Milky Way. Yeah. And there is lighting in the park, but you don't need to add to it. Yeah, right. So, and it was nice that they told us there right as we came in. There are some parks that do that. So that's really nice. Yeah. Right. And then one more thing, encroachment. Yeah. You know, we've had people who were like parking their cars in our site. Yes. And it's like, get out of here. Yeah, you're too close. Yeah. So, (laughs) I don't know, but people can be very inconsiderate. Yes. So, all right, let's get on to... Number seven. Number seven. Getting good service and the high cost of service when you're on the road. Now, one thing is nice. If you buy from a dealership that Maybe they've got 14 locations across the country mm-hmm. or or whatever. You have an opportunity to get pretty good service. Right. You know, but if you buy from somebody or you have an RV, maybe you bought it from a private owner mm-hmm. and you go to try to get service somewhere, it's going to take a long time to oh, get in. Yeah. And not very many of them will look at you right away. Yeah. So if you do have an issue, that becomes a big issue. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you can call the mobile RV techs. Oh, yeah. We just had to do that recently. Yeah. And that uh, cost us an arm and a leg. Right. They'll come out and, and they're real handy. And a lot of them are really good at what they do. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. Yeah. But you're looking at a high cost. Yeah. It's going to cost you at least 65 bucks for them to show up. And then that hourly rate, and I think ours was 140 Okay. We just got a bill for $245. 65 of it was just showing up. Mm. And then $140 for the labor. Yeah. And what it was, we had a leak under our sink. 
we'd showed up at a campsite and I went to wash my hands. Next thing you know, my feet are getting wet. It's like, yeah. well, hold on a second. The elbow had actually broken yep, it underneath came apart the sink. Under the sink while yeah. we were driving, it just kind it, of snapped. So we called somebody and he came out and he was great. He did a great job. He got it all fixed and it was just really tight plumbing underneath that sink. And, you know, when you're hitting bumps and bouncing around, it, yeah. it can break. Yeah. And he fixed it so it wouldn't break again. But it was $245. Yeah. Which I plan to give to Newmar Corporation when we get back for some warranty repairs. Right. Now, we also had an issue with a clamp that came off of our Freightliner engine and frame. Oh, yeah. It was the Cummins engine, but it was uh, the Freightliner frame. Mm-hmm. And it was a clamp for the radiator. And it was leaking water. So we knew it was a loose clamp. I didn't want to get under there because I'm not 20 anymore. And it was under warranty. So I called Freightliner. They recommended a mobile service. The guy came out and he fixed it. And it was great. Pressure tested everything. Did a great job. $400. Yeah. But I called Freightliner and they said, no problem. We'll send you a check for $400. And and they did. Yeah. So that was great. But in a lot of cases, if you're not under warranty, it can be very expensive. Oh, yeah. What's number eight? Well, number eight is the free Wi-Fi at the campgrounds. It's pretty much useless. (laughs) It is. You will figure out if you get on the road to do some camping or if you're going to be full-time in an RV, if you're going to rely on the free Wi-Fi at campsites, Mm -hmm. uh, that's a no because it most of the time does not work. It's useless. You can easily get hacked. The signals are bad. And you just got to get your own Wi-Fi. Okay, but I have to say, this is an exception. When we were in Nova Scotia, mm-hmm. high-class campground right. had the... Starlink. Starlink for the campground. Which was incredible. That was amazing. It was. And I tell you, out of all the um, RV parks that we've been to, they're the only ones that have ever done that. I know. And that is, that's wonderful. That's very nice. Said it was real easy to set up. Yeah. Now, if we were going to do it individually for us, you know, it can be a little pricey. It's 130 yeah. a month. It's about five or $600 for the equipment. But for a RV park, that's okay. Yeah. You know, but for us, it would be a little pricey. We use Verizon and hotspots yeah. and that has worked out pretty well for us. Yeah. All right, here's something else that drives us crazy. Number nine on our dislikes list. Some of the campgrounds have some crime. Crime. Like electric bikes getting stolen. Yep. But we've only really seen that in one campground. Well, we've been warned in several campgrounds that the e-bikes get stolen. Yeah. We've also been warned in Los Angeles when we pull into Dockwater. Well, that's true. You're right. That, you know, lock Mm -hmm everything right so we see it around the country in different parts right and you know what you just never know where you're going to be and somebody walks by and it's an opportunity for them and they steal something from you now we don't have electric bikes no we don't i have a really old crappy bike so yeah i don't think anybody would ever want that if they steal that (laughs) they need a thorough mental examination if they steal that they can have that oh god (laughs) unfortunately we have to deal with it in all shapes and forms Mm -hmm. if you have a house you have to be careful of it being broken into same thing with an rv you know Mm -hmm. just uh Make sure you lock up all your valuables and make sure things are out of sight in your car. Right. And you'll be fine. Right. In most cases. Yep. But yeah, crime can be a real hassle. Oh, yeah. And now, number 10 on our dislikes list. Oh, for me, especially missing family. Missing your family. Oh, yeah. 
And that's my twin sister, my nieces and their families, and my nephew and his family. And of course, our daughter is in Los Angeles. Right. We We, try to get there when we can, but... I really miss your sister calling during a podcast. Oh, yeah, she did on that last one, didn't she? We didn't hear from her on this one. Oh, darn it. (laughs) What's going on? I already talked to her this morning, that's why. But you know, you do miss your family. (laughs) Yeah. And you miss good friends. Oh, yeah. You really do. Yep. So there are 10 of our dislikes. But we have one more, Oh, yeah, there is one more dislike. (laughs) Yeah. You know, recently we were in Tucson, and we met a couple, and it was great. We started talking to them, and they started telling us how they had taken a motorcycle trip across the country on Route 66. 6,000 miles of it. 6,000 miles in six weeks. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the catch. It was a Russian motorcycle. I guess it was a vintage Russian motorcycle with a sidecar. Yeah. So here he is driving the motorcycle. Here she is in the sidecar yeah. for 6,000 miles. Yes. They were telling us they camped in the desert. They used hotels when they, you know, when it was too oh. cold or the conditions weren't right. Or, oh, what a story they were telling it us. It was incredible. Yeah. And I said, oh my gosh, you'd be perfect for our podcast. Yeah, we want to interview you and talk about it. They wouldn't. Yeah. Oh. That is our biggest complaint. That is. <laughs> If you've got a great story, feel free to talk to us about it. Yeah. People love to hear about adventures like that. Yeah. Speaking of adventures, you can follow us at rockingthervlife.com. Or Instagram, rockingthervlife. Facebook, but it's Jeff Kinsbach. Right. Jeff Kinsbach on Facebook. Uh Uh-huh. And we'll be back next week with another episode. Until then. Be careful on the roads. There's lots of idiots out there. Watch where you're walking in the truck stops. Don't cut through someone's campsite and turn down your TV, especially if you're watching the news. Oh, yeah. It's the Rockin' the RV Life podcast with Jeff and Patty. Hear more of their adventures on the road with our next episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe and tell your friends.